Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Yeah, hello and welcome to Mojo Sports, the NRL show, season two, episode 48. My name is Dan Frost, and as always, I'm supported by the best panel in the business. Now, tonight, we've got Mickey and we've got Coz. We're excited to talk all things footy, so let's dive straight into our warm-up. And the one, and the two, and the one, two, three. Bishop wore buttless chaps to the bat mitzvah. Have a great broadcast. You too, darling. All right, guys, well, let's dive into our uh, warm-up, and it's, you know, we're reminiscing a little bit. We're throwing it back to some of our earliest memories. Now... The um, the question that I've got for you is about you know who wh- why do you follow um, I guess the, the 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 team that you support now you know we we spent a lot of time uh, poking fun at <laughs> at my struggles uh, as a Newcastle Knights fan but Mickey we'll start with you um, you support the Sydney Roosters what why tell us about your journey in terms of following the Roosters um so yeah it's a bit weird because everybody in my family goes for a different team and so like. I do get asked this a lot, um, but there is photos of me as a little baby held against my will wearing Parramatta clothes, um, but I somehow managed to decide to go for the Roosters all on my own because my dad's a Manly fan, so a bit strange. But I think, like, from my memory of it is, I think it was, like, the 2002 grand final or I don't know, some game then, but I just like remember dad asking me who I was going for. And I just was adamant saying that I was going for the Roosters and it just stuck. Um, So a little bit strange, but definitely not a bad decision, I feel, because I feel like we haven't had a terrible um, run until until now. It's a pretty good club to uh, fall into, to be honest. Uh, Cos, what about yourself? Yeah, I honestly don't know how it's just a convoluted path. I think I've ended up liking the same team as my dad, which is the Dragons, but I I went to the Sharks for a bit and I, I, I don't know how. But I have like five teams that I support. It's Dragons, Cowboys, Warriors, Titans, Storm, in that order. But I don't know what it is about the Dragons. I think maybe like I liked Mike Coyne, I liked Blacklock, I liked Bartram. It was maybe player um, player driven, but... It's ended up being I'm liking the same team as my dad does, so I might have I should have just stuck solid the whole way through. But I don't know. We we all find our own path. We get there. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, you know, why do I support the Newcastle Knights? Because I live in uh, the Newcastle Hunter area. And Mickey, you know, I'm going to sound like an old person here, but you know, sport wasn't as consumable as the way it is now you know like I feel like uh you know the, these young whippersnappers that are coming through they can support any team because you know you can watch different games on any sort of device on your toilet back you know on, on your toilet door I don't know you can watch watch sport wherever these days whereas us growing up um you know there wasn't all of these subscriptions so for me living in Newcastle the Knights games were televised um you know you're able to go to them so you know really you know local people supporting local clubs was was really popular whereas I feel now I don't know I've had my time back here <laughs> looking at these Melbourne Storm the way they operate don't tell Dana um yeah, but no, look, and and then the other thing is like it, it's all timing as well, you know. Like 
I, I often wonder, you know, how many wooden spoons did we win there for a few years? Like if I had a came through, I think even the even the the, the, um, the most loyal fans would have struggled. But yeah, came through a golden era with the Johns brothers coming through, Robbie O. Davis, Darren Albert, Paul Harrigan, Tony Butterfield, Danny Badira, some incredible legends, um, and obviously going in and winning that grand final in that style. So yeah, that's that's kind of uh, that's kind of it. And going to games, you know, going to games, sitting on the hill and. Uh, Watching, supporting, it was uh, it was pretty special. Now, um, yeah, Dana, excuse me, Dana wasn't on the isn't on the show tonight, but um, yeah, I, th- I think that's pretty well timed given Melbourne Storm's recent struggles. But we'll have to get her answer next week as well. All right, team, no time to waste. Let's dive into round nineteen preview of the NRL. Things are really heating up as we get into some of these games. Let's dive straight into the breakdown. It's do or die. One game. Got hit in the mouth and acted like somebody took our lunch money. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Um, not everything went to, went to plan at all. Um. And they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now, you know, state of origin's over. Now they get now everything's getting quite serious. We're starting to get towards the back end of the competition. The Parramatta Eels sitting in sixth spot on 24 points come up against uh, the Brisbane Broncos. They sit in fifth. You know, they're on the same uh, amount of, of points as well, so both teams will be pretty keen to get the job done here. This is the Thursday game, 7.50 at Combank Stadium. Uh, Mickey, going to start with you. General vibes, thoughts on both of these teams. I mean, you know, again, first world problems compared to what I'm dealing with over here as a night supporter. Both teams have had their moments, um, especially the Parramatta Reels. But, um, yeah, thought, thoughts on this one, Para, coming up against the Bronx. Yes, I think it's going to definitely obviously be a close game. Um, I think I'd like to see Parramatta win. Um, yeah, I think... Far out. My brain is just not working no, tonight. You're right. So, um, <laughs> so you, you, you've gone early with your with your predictions yeah. with with Parramatta. Cause let's start with um, let's start with them. Then let's talk about the Parramatta Reels. What what you're liking? What you're disliking? Because um, I I don't know. I just feel like the Mitchell Moses Dylan Brown combination. I mean, we spoke about you know if if you guys haven't had a chance to listen to episode uh, 47 of the Mojo Sports podcast. Dive in and listen to it. Say it every week. One of the one of the one of the best episodes we've ever done. So go back and listen to that. But you know, cause on, on that episode I talk about some of the struggles of the nights, you know, not you know, just unable to get the halves pairing right. Here's Parramatta who have got some younger guys together, they've slowly built, they've built, they've built, they've built. Cause, you know, you think about a guy like Mitchell Moses and Dylan Brown as being a hundred years of you know, they're they're still young guys, but I just feel they're a lot more mature this year. They're playing a lot more consistently and yeah, they scare me a little bit, especially once once they move into the finals. They, you know, they they could, you know, they could really give this a crack. I think um, Moses is an interesting one because I think he um, gets a lot of the praise and also a lot of the criticism if it, if it doesn't go well. So, I think um, they have the matchup here of Reynolds and Moses, which will be quite a good one in the halves. Um, I think, just looking at the Eels, just from their game last week, they and it's funny both teams. Eels and Broncos, they both did just enough to get over the top of, you know, um, teams that they should maybe have put a bit more of a score on. Um, I think, I don't know, maybe this this week because they are coming up against high-ranked teams, the intensity will be higher and they'll, 
or have a bit more expectation on themselves to do the simple things right. Or maybe we can give a bit of credit to Warriors and, and Titans for actually, you know, challenging them. Um, but I think uh, this, like, like you said, it will be a close game. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the Eels, but I don't know. I, they haven't been consistent enough. I think it's a strange one. This year the Broncos have performed well and when they're not expected to as well. So I'm going to go early with my tip as well and, and pick the Bronx. <laughs> yeah, well, Mickey, I, I get it. Like, you know, your, your natural sort of thoughts were, were the Parramatta Reels, and that's because – they're not dysfunctional. They don't have players coming in and out. You know, this isn't a. You know, this is a team who have been built slowly over a, over a number of years, and you know that's a good and a bad thing. I know there isn't any sort of massive signings that have come into the team that can really take them to that next level, but you know sometimes you just need to lose in a semi final. You just need some of these bad experiences to know where you went wrong, to go about and addressing it. Now, thinking about this clash against the Broncos, obviously Mitchell Moses, Adam Reynolds, that's going to be a cracker, but. You know, Dylan Brown, he is an X factor. He is a player playing there at 5'8 that could really be the difference. You know, what's your thoughts? If you do get your way, if Parramatta do get the job done here, you know, what sort of players are going to stand out there for you? I think an obvious one would be Marcus Sevo. He's been, since coming back from injury, he's, you know, slowly through his game, just like getting back to that cult sort of hero that he was before he got injured. Um you know, he might score two tries, you know. It's, it's um, <laughs> it, it is good to see him back, isn't it? Because, like, it, it, when he first started, it did look like he, I don't know, there wasn't a limp, but he, even, like, just watching him play, you could tell he was a player who was coming back from an ACL. And they always say, like, I, I think next year you're definitely going to see the best out of him, which is it's pretty impressive what he's doing now. But you're right, having a fit firing um, Sevo put, puts him in a pretty good, pretty good position. Um, Mickey, excuse me, another player that we haven't really spoken about a lot is Reed Marnie. One of the things we have done, looking at the competition, there's quite a few decent, you know, good quality dummy halves, but there's not that many of them. I mean, Parramatta, you know, they don't have Reed Marnie for much longer. Obviously, he's headed to Belmore. That's kind of how I felt at the start of the season, that not this is their last opportunity. That's a little bit dramatic, but... You've really got to make the be- that really got to make the most of it with Reed Marnie because look, I I love the kid. I think he's I think he's a, a big talent there for the Eels. Yeah, and he's um, leading the tackle count for the NRL at the moment as well with seven hundred thirty three tackles for the season, which is like Lachlan Croak is the next at about seven hundred and seven. So, like he, I don't know. I just feel like he's that cheeky little. He's he's just there all the time and. You know that he's there, and if he's if you don't know that he's there, like you know, you still see him. He's yeah, just like that cheeky little person. He's just like everywhere all the time. That's scheming in and in and around the ruck. No, absolutely, yeah. a bloody nightmare to play. That's for sure. You just want to just want to grab hold of him and uh, and throw him around. But no, he's very very <laughs> talented player. That's for sure. Um, just quickly, you know, some other things on the Parramatta Reels. Obviously, their strength is their forward pack. You know, that's something that I feel like Parramatta have got right now. You know. Will your NRL forward pack be 10 out of 10 every single week? No, this is the NRL. This is the toughest competition on the planet when it comes to rugby league. But, you know, if you look at some of the packs across the competition, probably excluding uh, Penrith, this is as good as it gets. You've got RCG. 
He's going to be on fire, you know, with all of this BS that's, you know, happened in and around Origin. Ginobolo, who, you know, he's had, he's had his moments. I thought overall he had a, had a pretty good um, series and he's considered to be one of the best. And then Isaiah Papali is playing some games with uh, West Tigers Hearts. Willie, Willie backflip on that deal. Um, and, yeah, Sean Lane, uh, Nakore. So, you know, look, they, they've got a lot of talent there in the front row. Any team that come up against the Parramatta Reels know that it's going to be a physical contest. But it does worry you when they play with their food like they did last week. They almost get a little bit bored in contests and um, and then they come up against some of the some of the big dogs and they, re- they really put in a strong performance. So, hey, that's Parramatta Reels and I think that's been Parramatta Reels football for the last few years. All right, team. Well, yeah, let's talk about Coz's uh, pick there, the Brisbane Broncos. Now, look, I'm going to... You know, we, we've got our uh, start of season predictions. Now, I don't think there would be too many people that would have predicted the revival of the Brisbane Broncos. But, Cos, do we overcomplicate this rugby league thing? Like, sometimes is it just like, get a high-quality number seven and, you know, that's going to put you on a pretty good path? Yeah, obviously one of the signings of the season, Reynolds is. But I think, um, again time the fact that you know these kids were kids last year and they've they played a lot of games together and they know how to play together as well and um, other players like man were, were getting experience in at cup level playing against men and he's he slotted in so nicely in the halves as well I think um, he's just a natural talent and just having someone like Reynolds there to help him um, has really sparked the Broncos so they've been so fun to watch actually like um, just you know and Oh, hopefully Cobo is back from his yeah. head knock, but um, well, they have obviously play welfare and everything, but he's just they're just unearthed some really talented, exciting to watch youngsters, and I think um they they've got the confidence, and they don't have um I think they've spoken about you know the the scars of you know the the doldrum years of the Broncos. It's like they don't they're not really playing like they have any concerns about that. They're just confident out there, having a crack and having fun on the field and it's translating to results. So I think um, that's, that's why I'm tipping them. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> but- I, 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 I get it. And, and, you know, sometimes, you know, young players, they can be scarred from those types of experiences. And, and then other times it's a positive. And I think it's been a big positive for the Broncos. The other thing is they're starting to look a little bit more like the old school Broncos where they have these young, talented kids coming through and they can, they don't have to be the be-all and end-all. You know, you look at a guy like Ezra Mam. you know, if that was the Newcastle Knights or if that was the Broncos a couple of years ago, okay, he's come in, he's the halfback, everything's on his shoulders where I really felt like they were kind of able to ease him in. And, and he's come in quicker than what I thought. So, you know, it's, it's, it's just really impressive that the Broncos, they're not desperate. They don't need these kids to be brilliant um, because, you know, they, they build up so much quality across the park. Um, look, a very, very impressive season for the Brisbane Broncos. Made even better with Reese Walsh coming down for a can of Coke and a, and a sandwich next year as well. So the rich just get richer. Uh, but that puts him in a really good position. A um, couple of call-outs for me. Katoni Staggs um, probably needs to do a little something-something. You know, there was a time at the start of the season when he was really hitting his form where he did look like, you know, a, a big problem. Probably gone a little bit into his shell. So I'd like to see Katoni uh, have a big game there. Um, you know, some of the forwards, uh, you know, Flegler felt like he was a little bit unlucky not to really sort of break in to that Queensland um, sort of setup. So I feel like he's going to he's gonna have a pretty special game. But again, it's about bringing some of these players back into the into the system now. Um, Selwyn Colbo and a few others, they'll be raring to go. 
All right, so we've got a Parramatta. We've got a Brisbane Broncos prediction that puts me in the spot. Look, this is this is difficult. Um, look, I'm going to go Parramatta only because they're at home. Uh, let's let's go with uh, with with Parramatta there. All right, team. Well, let's uh, move it on now. Uh, we're going to head to our next feature game, um, and it is the South Sydney Rabbitohs in seventh position coming up against. The Melbourne Storm, um, who are now starting to slide down the ladder in fourth position. This is seven thirty at a core stadium, um, guys. This is this is this is pretty difficult. Um, this is pretty difficult. I, I'm just thinking about uh, Dana, um, what the club's going through at the moment. Let's just take a little bit of time to reflect on the Melbourne Storm right now. There we go. Everybody hurts sometimes. Uh, look, it's difficult because here we are. The Melbourne Storm starting on a little bit of a slide. Obviously devastating. And it almost makes you angry when you see the Ryan Pappenhausen injury. Um, I don't, you know, just it's so frustrating that, you know, some of the some of the, the game's best players are injured. It's just not fair. Um, certainly not fair for Pappy. He's gone through so much. Um, but you know, it's, it's brutal. This competition is brutal. The Melbourne storm, they have to somehow pick themselves up and move forward. And, you know, Craig Bellamy needs to try and convince this squad that, you know, they haven't lost three games in God only knows how long they've just lost their superstar fullback. Things haven't, (laughs) excuse me, things haven't felt right all season, They've been really scratching at their depth. Talk to me a little bit about about the Melbourne Storm. It's back against the wall stuff, isn't it, for the Storm? I think, was it the first time they lost three in a row for seven years? So there you go, seven years. The Knights yeah. do that every every few weeks. <laughs> well, I think that because they've been such a consistent team for so many years, like it's actually gobsmacking that like I don't think anyone's picking them to lose. So I'm like, I don't can they lose four in a row? Probably, but I, I, you just, you just back them to fight back, and they, they just won't be accepting this. Like, they, you know, they're still in the top four, but it, like, they're starting to slide, and it, it the challenges are mounting. That injury to Paps is just so like awful. He, he plays like, like he's five times bigger than he is. So he just, he does put his body in the line. So that's the risk. Um, but he's come back, has to come back from another long-term injury um, and one that's incredibly unlucky as well. That's right. Um, I, that, that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, it's just, it's, it's so unfortunate. Mickey, here's how big of a fan I am of Ryan Pappenhausen. Look, James Tedesco could be the greatest New South Wales fullback, one of the all-time great players. I, I was sitting there this year being like, Ryan Pappenhausen at his absolute best where he's scoring four tries, He's got that, you know, that that flowing sort of hair situation, whatever that is. I'm like, we've got to try and find a way to get this kid into origin. I mean, that's how much I rate him. But, you know, yeah, got to try and move forward, got to try and figure out a way. Now, Mickey, during the preseason, um, some of these squads can get pretty big. You know, we get that 13 plays start, 17, you know, a few plays on the bench. But, you know, these squads get pretty big. But, you know, there's probably instances where, you know, you rock up the training and you look at some booger reader, some young kid there, and you think, mate, you know, he's never going to play for us. You know, he's probably just here on a developmental contract. Mickey, it, it's Melbourne Storm have had to play, you know, I think we spoke about it last week. They're, they're, they're playing with players who, 
weren't even in their top 30. It, it, it's been an un- unbelievable effort. But, <clears throat> you know, obviously that's the sob story of the Melbourne Storm. Let's talk about how they can kind of turn things around. Cam Munster, uh, who is still going to be filthy that he missed that decider through the COVID situation. Jerome Hughes, who I don't think I've seen him play any better. He, he's an absolute superstar. And Harry Grant, who, you know, let's be honest, he's, he's probably feeling on top of the world after some of his most recent success. So, Mickey, I guess my question to you is, do we rule out Dana's Melbourne Storm? Like, not just this game, but are they still a premiership contender given they have still have three of the best players in the competition? Yeah, well, like, I guess, like, a team, you, like, he, Ryan Pappenhausen doesn't make up their team. And that, you just said that, like, talking about Jerome Hughes and Harry Grant and, you know, everyone else. So I definitely think you can't rule them out. It'd be nice to be able to. I think it's <laughs> their turn to um slide down the table a little bit. Um, But, no, I still think they're going to be, yeah, contenders. Like, you know, Craig Bellamy, I just don't know what he does, but he just seems to be able to just right. do well, something that you he- – Here's what he does, Mickey. He walks into that that room and he somehow convinces Nick Meaney that for the rest of the season, mate, you are Ryan Pappenhausen. Like, you know, and that's the thing. Like, you know, Nick's gone through the Knights system. He's gone through the Canterbury system. He flashed a little bit about Melbourne. That's the thing that kind of scares me a little bit is, yeah, give let Craig Bellamy um, sprinkle his little magic over a player like Nick Meaney. And who knows, he's probably scoring a hat trick this week. So it is going to be interesting. Look, one of the things, and we'll get to it a little bit later with our predictions, but um, just that forward pack, it, it's not really hitting the way that I thought it would hit this year. Um, and how about that suspension for Brandon Smith a little while ago? That was that has been really, really costly. You know, it could cost them a top four spot. Very difficult to win the comp outside of the top four. All right, team, let's flip it over to the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Um, they've been in an interesting situation. They've been in the, let's just hold on and wait for uh, our saviour, Latrell Mitchell, because it sounded a little bit ridiculous, isn't it? You know, one player, let's just hold the fort. Let's just, you know, see see where we are when Latrell Mitchell comes back. He'll save the day. Cause is he going to do it? I mean, he has just come back at a whole different level. I mean, it's just, let's just get the football to Latrell Mitchell and see what happens. He, he's, the, the way he's returned from America, it's it's unbelievable. Yeah, I think you saw it in the game against the Dogs, I think. Um, again, up until he made that, that play and that, Fended off his his mate, um, the fox and everything. I think again, we've got to give some credit to the dogs. They played well and they pushed the rabbits all the way. But when when you know they needed something, literally, like okay, I'm going to put myself in the game and I'm going to make a change and I'm going to win it for the team. So I think while he's there, um, well, maybe he needs a bit more time to you know. And as the season still isn't over yet, but. Um, but you know, the pundits are talking about he's he's on like a Tommy style run. He's going to take them all the way to the grand final and stuff. I'm like maybe he probably could. He does have that ability, but I think he needs to inject himself more into longer periods of the time of, of time in the game, not just pick and choose his moments. Which is a which is a criticism that we do make of a lot of players that have that talent. It's like if if you've played like that for the full eighty, you blow the opposition off the park. Yeah, but, um, and, and that, that's a really good comparison with, you know, you look at, because, yeah, very similar similar plays in terms of their ceiling, Tom Travojevic and Latrell Mitchell, but you look at Tommy's unbelievable performance, and one of the things that stood out was his ability to elevate others, and suddenly you started to see Ruben Garrick playing like he was 
Latrell Mitchell. And, you know, like all of the outside backs are having field days. Everyone was playing unbelievable football. And I think that's probably the thing that we're really looking for to become true believers when it comes to the South Sydney Rabbitohs. You know, can, you know, in particular, you know, the other edge with Jackson Paulo and a few others, can they start to make a step up? Cody Walker, you know, we forget if Tom didn't have his unbelievable season, this was going to be the out-and-out daily M medal winner. So Cody, Lachlan Elias, a few others. So, um, yeah, have no doubts about Latrell Mitchell, but can the others really step up with him um, to help be a contender? Because, you know, the, the door's been opened for them. You know, forget about the ladder. You know, with the Ryan Pappenhausen injury now, Penrith's a different kettle of fish that they're going to be a serious problem. But the Cowboys and the Sharks, they're beatable. And uh, the Rabbitohs, they want to be in that conversation this is a big opportunity to do it. So, Mickey, here it is. The Bunnies really looking to make a statement. And the Storm, could they possibly lose four games in a row? Unbelievable um, prediction on this one. Um, Yeah, I think, I don't know. I feel like Storm will win, but I think I'm going to tip South Sydney because Ooh, I, I think it. I want to see, I want to see I want to see Melbourne lose. <laughs> yeah, look, I'm going to shit stir Dana something. Uh, I mean, this is just a perfect opportunity for me to um, jump in on the misery. Uh, yeah, I think the Rabbitohs can win. I'm going to back the Rabbitohs here. Um, be careful of the Melbourne Storm ambush. Can you imagine the coaching, the messaging, how up the Melbourne Storm are going to be for this game? I mean. Would I be surprised if Melbourne come out and put 30 points on the Rabbitohs? Absolutely not. But, yeah, look, I, I feel like this is the Rabbitohs' opportunity to get a big victory here. Cos, are you with us or are you going to support Dana? What's your thoughts on this one? Oh, I think uh, Rabbitohs can win, but I'm going to go with the Storm, I think, in Munster we trust. I yeah. think he just um, fight. He's in good form and fired up, and I think they just – I, I can't fathom it. My brain is exploding at the thought of four yeah. in a row. Um, so I, I just can't comprehend it happening. But it is a major possibility in the, you know, if, if the Rabbitohs all play to their ability, they can win. But I'm, I'm going to tip the storm. There we I'm go. With you, Dana. All right, punters, get out there, gamble responsibly. This is going to be a tough one. Um, but yeah, two cracking matches this, this week uh, as our features. But yeah, let's dive into some other games. And we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Sincere apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, my boss is saying closing time. Maybe that's what you're going all right, Coz, let's uh, continue to work our way through the remaining games in rapid fire this week. Uh, we're going to start with your St. George Illawarra Dragons in 11th spot now, a uh, 6 o'clock game on Friday coming up against Manly Warringah Seagulls. Coz, the one thing about supporting the Dragons is they are dramatic. There's always at least one big dramatic moment in your season, always storylines, pressure on hook and everything like that. Um, there could be a soap opera written about the St. George Illawarra Dragons. But what does it mean from a football perspective? They've got me a little bit lost in terms of their inconsistency. But, um, hey, Benny Hunt, he is playing on another level at the moment. Um, yeah, thoughts on this one coming up against Manly? Yeah, I don't really want to talk about the last game. What happened? It was all good, leading at halftime and then just absolutely fell to pieces. Um, I think... Yeah, Benny Hunt is the shining light of the entire Dragons season this year. He's been unbelievable, um, but he, he obviously cannot do it by himself. And I, I don't know, I'm always like a, I'll go with my my heart and my hopes type person, but no, nah, but just that second half, like what what's doing? I don't, like 
it's, in great rugby league, um, questioning what's doing. So I don't know. You, you can't you can't tip them to win, can you? They're just so inconsistent. But again, I don't know. Maybe they'll step up. I hope so. It's, it's so difficult because they, they they've got to go back to stand other posts and they've got to look Ben Hunt in the eyes and be like, you know, I do, I, know I know he wouldn't say it. He's not that guy. But it's like, come on, boys. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, have, have anyway. It. it I think one of the things we've learnt with the Dragons is some of this stuff does, um, you know, come with a little bit of response on the football field. So, um, and look, a lot of their plays are still very, very young. So, you know, the Dragons fans are pretty brutal. They expect, regardless of what happens, they expect finals footy every year, um, even if the squad is a little bit disjointed, a little bit young. So, um, yeah, going to be interesting to see. All right, my friend, be equally kind with me uh, because on the Friday, the 7.55 game, we see the Newcastle Knights, $3.50. Um, 13th position coming up against the Sydney Roosters are in ninth. Um, cause, um, before we get into the poke fun at Dan and the Newcastle Knights, mate, Mickey's Roosters, two ACLs. Like it, 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 it's something like three consecutive seasons. The Sydney Roosters have lost two players in the same game to an ACL injury. Satili Tupanua, Billy Smith, and I really feel, I mean, feel for both players, but Billy Smith with all of his injury concerns. I mean, look, I'm as I'm as red and blue as they come when it comes to being a night supporter, but that's really disappointing for the Roosters who have just been a little bit all over the place this year, but we're starting to find a little bit of form. It's horrible luck to have like that kind of injury and to have two players in the, in the same game. That's unheard of. So, uh, but I still, I think they. I'm sorry, Dan, but I think they'll overcome that and they'll they'll beat the Knights this this week. I think that they have enough depth, they have enough um, superstars that can just you know win the game for them. And I I'm going to tip tip them to to win. I love that we, the Knights got the Roosters just as they were hitting form, and now off the back of all of this, uh, you know, this tragedy, and you know, you can see the Roosters are going to, you know, that they're going to. I guess step into a little bit of the magic sauce they had last year where everyone's against this adversity, we can't win, and the Roosters just went out and got it done. So, Mickey, there you go. There's a little bit of love for your team, a little bit of shade at mine. And what are we going to do with Anthony Milford? He signed with the Dolphins. I mean, I don't... Anyway, interesting situation with the Newcastle Knights here. Mickey, um, let's move away from that now and talk about one of the teams of the competition, Saturday, 3 o'clock, the Canberra Raiders are at home to the New Zealand Warriors. Mickey, what a revival from the Canberra Raiders. I've watched every one of their games over the last few weeks. They're exciting. Ricky Stewart's on the sideline. He's smiling occasionally, which which is good. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, preview this game. Talk to us about that. But, yeah, good to see the Green Machine finally, um, yeah, getting it together. Yeah, I think... Like for my tip, Raiders at home, obviously. Like I feel like you can't go wrong with that. Warriors also haven't really been performing. So if I don't know, if Raiders were to lose to Warriors at home, I feel like that'd be I don't know, that'd be a story in its own. But um, you know, Raiders, even on the on the weekend, I remember just before they went out to play, I messaged out and I was like, I've got a feeling you know, Raiders are going to win. Do I change my tip? And he was like, no, do not change your tips. Um, (laughs) But he was going for the Raiders. And, yeah, the whole time we're just like, oh, my gosh, this game is closer than I thought it was going to be. Like, it was ridiculous. Like, they just just showed up. But, um, yeah, they've been pretty – yeah, wouldn't – 
I reckon they could almost make the top eight Look, if they it, really wanted to this year. And it's been a little bit of the Raiders where, like, towards the back end of the season, you know, they're starting to now play for their careers a little bit. Like, it must be frustrating. Like, as good as it is that the Raiders have revived their season, it must be frustrating where Ricky Stewart's sitting there thinking, well, where was – where were these performances earlier on in the season? You know what I mean? Like, you guys can do it. This is why everyone was so – Perplexed. You look at, you know, Wyden, Papali'i, Joseph Tarpanay, um, young Xavier Savage. You know, they have some great young players. They have some, um, you know, Zach Wolford. You know, they they have some um, some good situations in and around the hooker position as well. But, um, yeah, Raiders to beat the Warriors. Uh, Warriors, what do they have to play for? Probably the same sort of thing. They're playing for jobs. Uh, Andrew Webster obviously been announced as the coach next year. He'll be watching every second, every play. He'll be watching tape and watching players that, you know, just – those little one percenters, those little effort areas, he'll be watching tape, tape and focusing in on that. So, um, yeah, it will be really interesting to see um, how the Warriors finish the season. All right, Mickey. Uh, Penrith Panthers coming up against the Cronulla Sharks. Mate, this is going to be one of the games of the year. A lot of, uh, I won't say injured, but a lot of hurt Penrith Panthers that are returning. Yeah, I, I mean, their, their pride's hurt. You know, the Sharks are playing some incredible football, but it's going to be pretty scary to come up against an angry Nathan Cleary. Yeah, I think this will be this will be a huge game. Um, I like I don't know. I always want to see Panthers lose, but I feel like they will win. Um, and yeah, they had what, like seven players out on the weekend after Origin, so they're going to be all really refreshed. And as you said, coming out firing against the Sharks this weekend, <laughs> so they're just going to. I feel like they're just going to, yeah, blow blow it all apart. Mickey, it's incredible. They went down to their local Woolies and Coles, tapped a few blokes on the shoulder, got them out there in Penrith jerseys. They still beat the West Tigers. Uh, now they get them all back angry. Um, look, if it wasn't the Sharks, they'd be putting on 50 this week. They are going to be absolutely on fire. I mean, you know, losing the New South Wales series sucks, you know, the State of Origin series. Uh, but if you're a Penrith Panthers supporter, this could just be the motivation that you need Um to see the Penrith Panthers go on a little bit of run. But uh, Cronulla Sharks, they're playing some great football at the moment as well. All right, team, moving it on. Bulldogs, 14th position coming up against the Titans, sitting in 15th. Not exactly a stellar game on paper, but, you know, am I the only one that's uh, enjoying these uh, Canterbury Bulldogs contests? They've really found some effort, some soul, some fight. I mean, I, I just love the way they're playing. And, you know, obviously, Matty Burton, he's made a little bit of a name for himself now, rep level and, and some of the things that he's done. But, yeah, look, it, it must be good for the Dogs. Um, Mick Potter, he's really got their attack firing. It's hard to believe this is the same team. I sometimes don't believe it. Um, they've definitely got their, got you know, uh, found an, a way to score points. They probably just need to tighten up a little bit when it comes to their defense. And if they can get that right, they'll be way too good for the Gold Coast Titans. Uh, when it comes to the Titans, look, you know, they've got a very, very strong administration and board up there at the Titans. They're hanging in there with the goal, with uh, with Justin Holbrook. It totally makes sense. He's a very high-quality coach. But, boys, if you, you know, they got to dig in. I think the Titans showed if you have a really quality hooker in your spine, it can make a difference. I think they played the best they played. Um, and having Aaron Clark move to lock, like he just got to run hard. It, it does make a difference. So I think it will actually be a good game between two lowly ranked teams, but they're, they're all having a crack. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I mean, even when you're out of finals contention, contention, there's always things to play for. And, 
Yeah, some of these players they're playing for their future. So interesting one there, uh, dogs. I think the do- <laughs> excuse me, I think the dogs get the job done there. All right, team, let's round it off. Sunday, uh, oh, look at these odds. The North Queensland Cowboys in second position. Dollar ten coming up against West Tigers, who are paying $7. Uh, they're absolutely motherless uh, in the betting markets at the moment. Look, obviously, the North Queensland Cowboys will get the job done. Uh, what's, you know, there is so much to talk about when it comes to the Cowboys. What do I find most impressive? The Cowboys are competing and narrowly losing against full-strength Cronulla Sharks teams with like seven or eight players out. You know, the Cowboys are missing so many players. And, you know, these, you know, Ruben Cotter, um, Jordan McLean. I mean, it's just incredible what the Cowboys were able to do during the State of Origin period. They'll start to freshen up. They'll start to get some players back now. And you're going to really see them start to kick it up to another gear. And that's... And look, you know, as soon as Pappenhausen got injured... I really feel like the premiership really opened up. Everyone is going to be gunning for the for the Penrith Panthers. Are they beatable? It's hard to say, but if anyone's going to do it, the North Queensland Cowboys definitely have the belief. Um, the Tigers, look, I think it's going to be another tough week at the office. Um, some positive news. The Tim Sheens, Robbie Farrar, Benji Marshall news is fantastic. It is absolutely fantastic for that football club. It's, it's brilliant because... Whilst Benji Marshall doesn't have any experience as a head coach, I, I I believe that he'll be successful. I believe he has the work ethic, he has the knowledge, he has the professionalism, he has the love for the club, he has all the tools that he needs to be successful. The only thing that I that I am a little bit worried about is are there the young have the West Tigers secured the right young players now for Benji Marshall to be successful? No. And I think that's the best thing about how they've structured it is Tim Sheens will get a couple of years where he'll be able to work in the pathways, attract players now that Benji Marshall's been secured. So, you know, to think about what this roster is going to look like in a few years' time, some 17-year-olds, some 18-year-olds, some 19-year-olds under the coaching of Benji Marshall, I think that's I think that's the thing that people are missing here is the juniors they're now going to be able to keep because of this announcement. Um, you know, let's be honest, otherwise they'd be going to other clubs. So I think it's huge for the West Tigers. Finally, some positive momentum. Um, and, yeah, um, difficult difficult week this week coming up against the Cowboys, but great to see some positive news stories in and around the West Tigers. All right, team, there you have it. There's round 19 all previewed. Uh, we are pumped. We're excited. You know, guys, it's getting close now. We're inching closer to the final series where we your team finish up on the ladder. Um, yeah, connect out. Reach out on social media. Tell us a little bit about the team that you follow. Why do you follow the team that you follow? And uh, how's your team tracking at the moment? We'd love to hear from you. Um, but, team, that's all we've got time for tonight. My panel always bring in the heat as we talk all things rugby league. To our listeners, we really do appreciate your support. How can you continue to support us? It's simple. Simply download the podcast, share with family and friends. Thank you for choosing Mojo Sports. And until next week, we'll catch you then. You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports. Mojo Sports.